What's up, everyone? We are back here. Aaron is obviously not here. Um, we've got Slab Stocks Vincent in the house, and we are back with another Slab Stocks Live. Um, currently looking actually for the uh, the appropriate Slab Stocks Live banner. There we go. There we go. That's better. Mm -hmm. um, but welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. We've got a good day ahead of you. We are talking PWCC recap for you all. So we had Aaron and I had our PWCC live last night, Sunday, 8.45 p.m. Central Time to 10.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, always a good time. We get to, we track all the cards that are selling through the PWCC uh, or weekly auction. And we bid, we sell. Um, we sold quite a few cards yesterday. We bought a sweet Chris Paul rookie uh, gearing up for him to come back in the playoffs and lead the Suns deep into the playoffs yet again. Maybe another finals appearance. They are a really good team. I mean, they're missing... Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and they were up on the Bucks yesterday. They lost by 10, but they're up on the Bucks. They've been winning games. Um, their fifth best player, like Cam Johnson's their fifth best player, and he's putting up 38-point games. Absolutely insane. So we bought that gearing up for Chris Paul coming back in the playoffs, um, which would be fun. And uh, a lot of other cards uh, being bought and sold. So cool time. We'll recap that. And then – Vince and I will have uh, various discussions on baseball, um, and we'll see where the night takes us. So, if you guys are into baseball, you're in luck. This is a uh, going to be a somewhat baseball-centric uh, YouTube live, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, what's up, Michael Brown? What's up, Rob? Uh, thank you guys for joining the show early today. Appreciate that, as always. Um, any card show you guys are going to this weekend? No, uh, not for me. I've got uh, got some family coming into town this weekend, so nothing for me. And uh, Vincent, you got, got any plans for card shows this weekend? Card shows? No, I'm on spring break right now. Just just chilling. Still got two more months of school, so Oof. no card shows in the near future. Oof. And uh, what's up, Magic? What's up, Nate? And other slab other stocks. <laughs> I like it. Slab stock Sam um, look alike. <laughs> yeah, so I've been told. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, buy, sell, hold baseball, slab stocks, episode 72. But first, Aaron had a couple posts up last week. Uh, Franco Rivals Trouts. We've got the Bowman Chrome 2009 PSA 9 uh, with 10 auto sold for 15K and a clear Wander Franco sold for $15,500. Um, pretty ridiculous to me. Obviously, you know, if I had a choice, I, I would go with the trout because I'm risk adverse, but it's also one of those things where this trout is probably not going to become like a $50,000 card one day. Right. Vincent, I feel like maybe yeah. you'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No. Whereas there's definitely potential for a clear out of 10 from top's flagship rookie of Wander Franco to become a $50,000 card, especially if it grades. Well. Yeah. 10. So, you know, I get it. I get the risk. I get the reward. Um, but for me, that's a lot of risk. That's a lot of risk. I would rather go with the trout for sure. Um, next post we're talking about, and Vincent, this will be interesting to you as a Yankees guy. We have the yeah. NFT that sold the Mickey Mantle one of one NFT that Tops brought out. Um, sell for four hundred seventy-one thousand. And Aaron found a recent sale of a Mickey Mantle rookie PSA seven. That sold in January, January 23rd, I think. Could be wrong on that. For $336,000, um, which obviously 
we're talking about a $140,000 difference here um, between a one of one NFT and a, a very solid PSA 7 of an actual tangible card. Uh, for me, give me the card. Give me the card all day. But I do get I do get the NFT thing. I don't think it's going to be going away. I do think there's a lot of NFT projects that will go away. But the more people are online, and online is ruling everything right now. You know, everyone's job is online. All their games are online. Uh, their betting is online. They're watching. They're watching their games online. You know, cable is mostly not a thing anymore. People just get their streaming services, which is online. And so, the more and more people spend there, the more and more people are going to want to be able to brag there, right? And this is just another evolution. It's not really a NFT card. It's not like the tops packs or the um, or the uh, uh, Panini. Yeah. Oh, Panini blockchain. Yeah. Panini blockchain. I feel like this is more like an artwork that just happens to be a card, um, which I think makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I could be wrong. But uh, Vincent, let me know your thoughts because for me, I, I I get I get it, and this could be the type of thing that you know we look back in two years and four hundred seventy one thousand is a r- relatively small number compared to what it's selling for, or it's the type of thing that you know some NFTs are around, but if this this NFT doesn't have any other tangible value to it, then nobody cares. Yeah, no, I. I probably go with you. I haven't looked too much into the sale of it, of the NFT, but I would probably go with the card all day long too. But again, we're obviously more of the physical one in your hands guys. And I was telling Nate before the podcast or the, the live tonight, I was just in Boston for a sports conference and there's a lot of NFT talk, a ton of it actually. And it's super interesting. And the biggest takeaway I had from it was utility. I don't really see the utility of this NFT. Uh, I'd have to do more research into it, but uh, I just I just don't see it. And again, the other thing is too is that yes, yeah, so it was it was sold by Tops and they made four hundred seventy one thousand. What stops them from making a series two one of one? Correct. And selling it for three hundred. Every every year of Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Every yeah, year of Ted Williams. Three, every yeah. year of Hank Aaron one of one. Exactly. What's what stops like it? Like I, I think NFTs like you said are here to stay. Some of them, a lot of them are going to probably crash and burn. Gary Vee says it all the time. Most of the projects probably aren't going to be anything worthwhile in the, I don't know, five or 1% that do stay are going to be worth it. I don't know if this falls into that bucket. Uh, like, again, I, I'm looking for the utility here and maybe, and like I said, I haven't done a lot of, of research into the sale. I just saw the huge number and, and obviously the post that we made for it, but I don't see the utility of it. I don't see the point of it. Like if it came with like, I, I don't know some sort some sort of incentive in, to buy an invite an invite to every tops party for the next ten years or something yeah something like that or like I don't know eat the meet Mickey Mantle's grandkids I don't like he's obviously he's not alive so like I don't know some sort of I just, I don't know I just don't see the utility of it uh, and yeah. that's like a big thing that's what I learned this weekend out of anything is NFTs are are catching on but it's all about utility and that's what teams and leagues are trying to provide and I don't see how tops provided any utility with this yeah. NFT. I agree. Uh, I think it has to be. Um, and you see that you see people buying NFTs of a golf course and they become members of the golf course. Right. You yeah, see with yeah. friends, you get invited to VCon. Um, yeah. Now, if you're just invited to a conference, that's one thing. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more 
to VCon, which is coming up actually uh, mid-March. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably going to be a lot more value added than just going to a conference. If it's just that, then, you know, it's not probably great value. Uh, but if you actually get something out of it, you know, then there is then there is value to be made. And so, like, the, the golf course. There was one golf course in particular. They sold NFTs. And then they're going to take the money they sold from the NFTs, buy a golf course. Everyone that owns the NFT is a member of said golf course. I yeah. think that's a genius idea. Yeah. It's just and another Steph, way to Steph raise Curry money. got into it too, right? I know it didn't like pop off when Steph announced that he was part of his links Dow, right? I, I, I do not remember it. I just read a, I read a newspaper article about it. But it was one of those things where it's interesting because it's basically instead of going a traditional route of raising money to start something, they went with the NFT route. I feel like you can probably get to a lot more eyes rather quickly going that route. And I think there is value there, but value in a one of one like this, I don't know, but we should move on because this is a lot of NFT talk and neither mm -hmm. of us are NFT guys. So we move on to the PWCC recap here. And there is Aaron put up a series of posts, um, a couple interesting sales here. So on the left, you'll see the Kobe Bryant and, Kevin Durant, dual auto. So Kobe is on the front, auto on card. Kevin Durant awesome. on the back of the card, on card auto. Uh, SGC 9.5 with 10 autos. Um, it doesn't It doesn't actually. It would be funny if they gave an auto on the backside, auto grade on the backside too for the Kevin Durant auto. I don't, it, but it clearly doesn't because it shows you the back there. Um, but that's 6.9K for one of the more unique cards I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And then you have 6.9K for the Fernando Tatis uh, refractor auto. And um, for me, like I love Tatis. I really do. I really do. But we're talking two of the best scorers of all time and Kobe and Durant on the same card. Mm -hmm. Come on. Give me that. Give me that all day. Magic says, Nate, make NFTs of you and Aaron so I can be a part owner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Magic, are you trying to make us slaves or something? That sounds <laughs> what it sounds like. Shameful. Um, and then on the right here, we have, th and this one was interesting to me because there's a lot of talk, you know, Steph Curry changed the game of basketball. I would also argue that, you know, James Harden, while not Steph Curry level, also kind of changed the game of basketball because those, it wasn't the Warriors teams that caused everyone to focus on, uh, getting to the free throw line, shooting threes and shooting and layups and dunks, cutting out the mid range completely. That was James Harden and the Rockets. And um, it's interesting to me. These are both tops Chrome refractor PSA sevens. Mm. The Curry sold for $19,000 and the James Harden sold for $1.5,000, huh? 1,500 bucks. Um, just an absolutely gigantic difference there. And, I mean, I get it. Again, Steph Curry changed basketball. Kids aren't shooting threes like they are in high school if Steph Curry didn't exist, you know. And um, I don't know how you feel about this, Vincent, but for me, for me, I feel like that James Harden is a steal, especially with how well the 76ers have been playing. Yeah, I mean, if – Obviously, he's been ring chasing for quite some time now, and he's bounced around from team to team. But there's no denying he's a great player. That's a pretty big gap. I mean, you're looking at pretty big multiple between him and Curry. If he adds a ring this year, I mean, the Sixers look pretty legit now since that trade. So if he adds a ring, 
I think it could close that gap some. I think from an investment standpoint, uh, definitely short term. Um, that maybe has the biggest upside. Obviously, if Curry and the Warriors win a ring this year, which looks doable. I mean, I know they're not playing too – like they're not too hot as of late. But, you know, if they turn it on again in the playoffs, I don't know who's going to be able to stop them. If they, and, and Draymond's been out, which is the yeah. biggest you yeah, know, when the they biggest have, compliment to Draymond. Yeah. Is that. If Curry, Clay, and Draymond are playing well and the, the other pieces are, are performing, they're going to be in contention. So – I think, like I said, like Harden stands the most to gain maybe from a ring because obviously Curry has that established legacy and and it would just build onto it. But I think like that's like the missing piece for Harden, especially like in his market. Like you look at a lot of his cards and you're like, man, like puts up some good numbers, but he doesn't get a lot of hobby love. And I think it's because of that legacy thing, you know. He doesn't. Yeah, and Adam says Harden just isn't as likable. It's true. I mean, it's true. I think that's why he bounces around a lot. Obviously. Burns, burns some bridges wherever he goes. Who knows if this is like his final destination in Philly? I, I don't know who else would take a shot on him at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's doubtful probably, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it is a fair point, though. Steph Curry is one team. Though he could have been traded to the Bucs a long time ago in the Andrew Bogut deal. They turned him down because of his bum ankle, or else he would have been a Buck and not a Warrior, <laughs> which would have been crazy. Be and um, James Harden is obviously on team number four including three team number three in the last year. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, it's a very, it's a very strange card without a beard. And that <laughs> might have some play with it is that that's not really the James Harden. People we know. Kind of, <laughs> kind of know. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, we move on. We move on. The next set of cards, we've got a 2004 tops. Rookie, I assume, Ronaldo, Premier Gold, PSA 9. I don't know anything about that card at all. Maybe not a rookie, but Ronaldo looks really yeah. young there. Yeah. And then we have the Jude Bellingham Green, number 99, Topps Chrome Champion League Auto, SGC 1010. Um, both around the same price, 1.3 for the Ronaldo, 1.2 for the Jude. I don't really have any thoughts there. Um, if anybody in the comments has any thoughts on those two prices, you know, let them, you can share them. Vincent, if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I know a little bit about Jude. I know he's like the youngest uh, player for England in this past year's Euro. So like, that's obviously a nice thing to his resume, but like, yeah. I, yeah. And also I don't think the Ronaldo is a, is a rookie Nate. Cause his mega cracks is. Uh, I was, I was, I was going to say Hansel. Hand up, man. I am not a soccer guy whatsoever. Aaron <laughs> I'm, is the soccer I'm guy. I'm a soccer guy. <laughs> I am trying to get into it, but not huge on it. You know, you can't you can't cover every sport. So that's why I have no thoughts on this at all. Yeah. I mean, I would go with Ronaldo because he's obviously one of the goats. And Jude is not established. I think it's pretty much bottom line. All right. Well, we move on. The Herbie, Justin Herbert, Contenders Playoff Auto, uh, Playoff Ticket Auto, number to 49, PSA 9, or a Patrick Mahomes uh, Base Silver, PSA 10. I say Base Silver because, again, yeah. if you're new here, the uh, the Silvers in 2017 were just the base cards. They didn't actually have just a base card. So, um, for me, this is an easy choice. The upside with the Herbert is insane. We're talking about a contenders, huge in football, 
out of 49 auto on card auto PSA nine for $6,000 or the most prevalent Patrick Mahomes card you can get PSA 10 for $500 less. Give me the Herbert all day long. I'm much more confident in making my money back on Herbert or making more money on Herbert than I am on Patrick Mahomes. Um, especially now that Mahomes has his, you know, his whatever it is, $45, $50 million a year deal that he's mm -hmm. on. going to be really hard for them to put pieces around. Um, and then guys like Travis Kelsey are just getting older. Kelsey's like 32 already, maybe even 33. Um, he's not going to be around forever. And so you're going to get those pieces out. Mahomes value going up. Going to be hard to keep a contending team around. They're not going to be hard to keep a playoff team around. I think they're going to be in the playoffs every year. I think it's going to be hard for them to make Super Bowls. And there are Super Bowl prices already added into Patrick Mahomes' market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. As a Raiders fan, I choose uh, option C, neither of them. Give me a Derek Carr, 2014, Super Factor. <laughs> As a Raiders fan, you choose Aaron Rodgers, Broncos, to make it the toughest division. No, please, please, no, please, no. I hope he stays with the Packers. If that's there's, the case, if that's the case. There's so many people that are like, why would Aaron Rodgers want to go to the Broncos and have to play Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes? But that is like absurd for people thinking that Justin Herbert and the Chargers are going to be better than an Aaron Rodgers led Broncos team. Yeah, probably not. Like, There's that's, really that's a lot not, more competition than the or the NFC North, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, the NFC North is so bad. Oh, and if, if, if Rodgers leaves the NFC North, there's still a chance that the Packers are the best team with Jordan Love. That's how absurd the oh, yeah. NFC North yeah. is. Bears, Lions, and Vikings? Uh, yep. I don't know about that. Um, but the Vikings do have new coaching staff in there. Uh, might be able to unlock that offense a little bit better. So sure. we'll see. Um, any comments over here? Has contenders overdone it with variations? Reds, blues, hollow, shimmer. It's too much. Uh, Herbert has more room to grow and only out of 49 plus an auto fireworks as a Packer fan. Rogers for either retire or stay with the Packers. Um, I mean, I could agree with that as a Packers fan, obviously Brett Favre didn't finish out his career as a Packer kind of stinks. Right. Mm. But I would have loved, and I would love to watch Rogers finish out his career as a Packer and be a one team guy. That being said, if some team is going to offer me multiple firsts, maybe a second and a third or something, and a young player for Rodgers that we can use to rebuild, might be kind of nice. Might be kind of nice. And check it out. If Jordan Love is good, all right, we've got a quarterback of the future. If Jordan Love is bad, we're going to be a bad team. Even though yeah, all the players are good, you're still only as good as your quarterback is. So if he just really is really, really bad, we'll still have talented players all over the roster, but we won't be a good team. And then you can use those picks to either trade for a, another quarterback that is disgruntled or <laughs> use it to draft a high quarterback or trade up for the first yeah. or second pick. Or, or you could pay for Trubinsky or Trubisky. <laughs> Would you like that, Nate? <laughs> that, yeah, that's what that's what we want. We want Mitch. Um. Oh, and then Yang asked thoughts on F1 cards real quick. Um, paper cards. F1 last year. Yeah, I'm a fan. F, F1 this year with the paper. I don't think there's going to be that much demand for it. I could be wrong. I think first year Sapphire is uh is definitely an interesting look. I agree. All right, and then I think this is the last one. Lastly, we have 
hey, LeBron James, um, LBJ, even though the the patches here are just LJ, which is just kind of weird to me. I know B is not his middle name. It's, you know, <laughs> but it's still like wildly disconcerting. Um, and then we have the 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10. Now, the thing about this 28, they're, they're similar prices, 13000 for the LeBron, 12000 for the 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10. Oh, um, that being said, a couple things about this. Obviously, one, it'd be really hard to pass up a LeBron James dual patch, nice patches, on-card auto, BGS 8.5, right? That's a nice card. The Tom Brady, on the other hand, I get it. 2018, it was one silver per box, supposedly. One silver per box, um, so super rare card, pop 15 on this Tom Brady PSA 10, and it is a Super Bowl jersey. He's wearing his jersey from the Super Bowl. That being said, and I get that it's a pop 15, and I get that people do the all silver of Tom Brady every year of prism, all gold of Tom Brady every year of prism, all golds from the same year, all silvers from the same year. I get that people do that. But this card has been dropping like a rock. It sold like $25,000 a couple months ago. Now it's down to $12,000. Um, and I imagine it's just going to keep dropping because I just, I just, I think it was artificially, artificial demand. It's it just why, even if it's a pop 15, who really cares? Who really cares? It's an yeah. 18th year card. I don't get it. Makes no sense to me. We've had the discussion in the past. It, it yeah. makes no sense to me. It's not even like it's not even his last year in a Patriots uniform. Like you know, it's like some people like last year, and then like first year and like the Bucks and stuff. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Like, twenty twenty was first year Bucks. Yeah. Like, uh, it makes no sense. Give me LeBron for the in, in an extra for an extra thousand dollars. Yeah. If I had, we got it. a little we got a little blue and white on the one, and a little red and white on the other. Yeah, it's so, a nice patch. It's a cool looking patch. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but we move on to MLB lockout time. And I got I grabbed a little screenshot of a post from Tim Stebbins, March 6, 2022 at 3.30 p.m. Just to inform everyone that MLB lockout time in, timeline, Union makes first proposal since cancellations. And I just appreciated that this guy's hat said hat, period. <laughs> um, so, you know, it happened. A new, a new uh, Players Association new proposal and here was glenn kaplan mlb spokesperson on the new proposal we were hoping to see movement in our direction to give us additional flexibility and get a deal done quickly the players association chose to come back at, to us with a proposal that was worse than monday night and was not designed to move the process forward on some issues they even went backwards simply put we are deadlocked we will try to figure out how to respond but nothing in this proposal makes it easy so obviously, a couple things to, a couple things to talk about here. One, we're not getting baseball anytime soon. Two, neither side really wants to give anything up. Um, we could we could talk about this a lot, but there's too much research that would need to be going into it. A um, couple of things. There's a ton of big numbers, a ton of numbers, player bonus pools, uh, collective bargaining tax, this and that, that. They're trying to figure out a number on each, and the two sides are just wildly different. Um, so, or collective bargaining threshold and stuff. So, 
there's a lot of big numbers, lots of millions of dollars that the owners are trying to keep it low. The players are trying to get it high. If you're asking me, I'm on the player side. The owners are crying poor, right? They're saying, oh, we don't make that much money. We don't make money. We don't make money. It's not a good idea to own a sports team, despite the fact that guys like Mark Adonazio can buy the Brewers in 2004 for like $200 million, and now they're worth like a billion plus. You know, so yeah, maybe you're not making money year over year owning a sports franchise, but when you go to sell, you will make a lot of money. And number two, you got teams like the Cubs. I just saw this yesterday. The Cubs, they get rid of Chris Bryant, they get rid of Javi Baez, they get rid of Anthony Rizzo, and they say they can't afford to pay them. They can't afford them. We got to get rid of them. And now, of course, you know, they signed Marcus Stroman. Uh, we don't know the deal. It got announced, but then the it got locked out. So we don't know the deal, what he signed. But they signed Marcus Stroman, so that's a little bit of money. But they're still crying poor. And then Chelsea goes up for sale. And what what do we see? But the Ricketts family is pondering a proposal to buy the Chelsea Football Club in the Premier League, Aaron's favorite club. So this team that is too poor to afford fan favorites like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant, but they're not too poor to buy an entire stinking football club in London. Yeah, for five billion dollars, <laughs> it, it's it's insane. And even if they're part owners, still, yeah, it's still a ton of money. Mm. Um, so I don't want to hear anything about MLB teams not being able to afford it. And anybody that's on the owner's side, I I just I disagree with you. And I get I get some of the sentiment. You know, they're like, oh, these players make five hundred thousand dollars. I don't make five hundred thousand dollars in a year. Uh, why should I care about them? But I counter with, would you rather a billionaire that's been a billionaire for a long time make an extra 500000 or this dude that came from, you know, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, or Texas, or anywhere in the United States, or Canada, or Japan, or whatever, make an extra 500000 I'd rather it go to the guy that has probably likely been struggling most of his life and finally getting a chance to make money, especially because minor leaguers barely make any money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about minor leaguers making like low, a, low a a ball guys making like $10,000 in a year from playing minor league baseball. And they play, I mean, the amount of work they put in during a week and bus rides and stuff, you know, we're probably putting in hundred hour work weeks during the summer. Yeah, for the dream of playing in the bigs. Just yeah. a dream. Yeah. And, you know, you get up, you get called up one time for a couple days. You make that major league minimum 500,000 divided by 162 games. You get that game check. You Maybe you get three game checks. You get sent back down. You never make it again. And $500,000, well, it sounds nice. $750,000 would give that dude that get three game checks in his career that much more money. Um, I'm on board with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just sad. Sad for fans. Sad day. I think Passon's the one that tweeted out. Sad day for for baseball fans. It is. And then one last thing. While I'm on my high horse here, uh, the proposed extended playoff format. Um, and so they're talking about 14 teams per side, seven, seven, and seven. Um, or maybe even 16 teams per side. I can't. I can't remember now. Mm. But they want an extended playoff format, which seems ridiculous to me because 
in the NFL, all the games matter because there's only 16. So, yeah, there is a number of playoff teams per per league. Uh, seven this year, right? They had seven, which yeah. is still less than half. Uh, 32 teams in the NFL, 14 playoff teams. But 16 games, every game matters. Then you get to the NBA, where there's 82 games in the regular season. And as a Bucks fan, I couldn't care less about the regular season at all. It's fun to watch the Bucks go up against the Suns or the Warriors or the Lakers or anybody like that. But it just doesn't really matter because you know they're going to make the playoffs, and it just matters what they do in the playoffs because the Bucks won 60 games one of those years, and we're on pace to win 60 games again. And then they lost in the playoffs. Um, and it just didn't matter. And then they won the championship last year, despite having a much worse regular season record. And this year, they're third in the East, four and a half games behind the Heat. And it still doesn't, the regular season still doesn't matter. You want to win enough games where you get um, better seating, but playing for first, it doesn't matter in the NBA because you have 16 teams, more than half the NBA making the playoffs. If you go to baseball, where only 10 teams make the playoffs, the 162-game season matters a lot for a, for only a 10-team playoff, a third of the league. But then, but then, when you add more teams to the fold, the 162-game season loses a lot of its value. So then why do we have 162 games? That's just for the owners to make more money off of tickets, but the, the games don't matter at all. If you're going to have that many teams, you might as well just go down to 82 games like like the uh, NBA. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't like the additional playoff teams because I, I want the 162 games to have value. Okay. Or 100 and whatever we get this season. Yeah, or 140, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, we're already not going to get baseball in April. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Um, but moving on, moving on, I wanted to do a little exercise here. And so because of the lockout, there's a lot of things that are happening. Obviously, ML, M, minor league players are playing, right? They're they're in spring training, minor league yeah. spring training. And I think that there's going to be a lot of value added to minor league prospect cards, Bowman Chrome prospect cards. In the past, when you would need a guy to hit, and we talked about this on Dingy Corners. So if you don't listen to Dingy Corners, you should go on to Spotify and, mm-hmm. and look up Slab Stocks and then listen to Dingy Corners. Good time. Me and Jimbo from Kentucky Basketball Cards, we uh, we go back and forth. And, uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Talking about oh, minor league prospects? Minor league prospects, yes. So in the past, you know, you get a guy and he'd have a good game, and it wouldn't really matter, right? Your minor league Bowman Chrome card is not moving off of one good game from a minor league. Three hits out of five at-bats in a game with a double, two singles, a run, and an RBI, right? It's just not going to move. He puts that type of stat line together for two weeks. Card moves up a little bit. Puts it together for a month. Card moves up a little bit more. Um, But now... With no MLB baseball going on, I think there's a possibility that people are going to be really tuned in to the start of the minor league baseball season, and you're going to get guys that have two home run minor league games. Card mm-hmm. price shooting up like 
25% overnight. At least in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, you saw, like, I mean, obviously, like, what Bobby Witt did last year was over the whole season, but his stuff was moving like crazy, and that was with the season going on. If he does that again this year, or, or Dominguez, obviously, yeah. like, there's a lot of attention on Dominguez. He didn't have the greatest season last year, and it kind of almost got, like, overshadowed, honestly. Like, people weren't really talking about how he was, like, this highly touted prospect and kind of had a mediocre year. But if he comes out hot first, like, two weeks in spring, people are going to be drooling over him. Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be – it's it's going to be crazy. And then, and then the MLB is going to start, and I think we're going to go back to it. But if you have prospect cards, if you have a lot of Bowman Chrome prospects, especially Bowman Chrome prospects that you don't care about, like if you just have Roz of dudes sitting around, mm-hmm. just have them out, have them ready to be listed, have pictures ready to go, and the moment you see a guy starting to get hot, just put it up on eBay. Yep. Or send them to PWCC, and then you have them already on there and can choose when you uh, – Oh, uh, a couple comments over here. Jay – Jay says it's America's pastime. It's meant for people to enjoy throughout the summer, so 162. And actually, um, I agree with that. I do. I do really agree with that. Actually, because there is there is something about going to a baseball game, especially as a family. You know, when I was younger, uh, me and my brothers and my parents going to Brewers baseball games during the summer, packing a grill, grilling out in the parking lot, having a soda getting abroad at the game, whatever, and enjoying the game, having an experience, having an atmosphere that was really fun. Everyone was having a good time. And if you drop down 162 games, you know, if you go down to, say, 130, you take another extra 30 days off during the summer or you drop off another month, I can see where that gets. That would be disappointing. That being said, April games routinely do not sell very well because kids are in school. And I do think if you were going to drop them out of games, you could just start spring training in March, mid-March for pitchers and catchers, and then have spring training go through April and then start the season in May. You could drop off another 30 games um, and have a 132 game season and still have it go all the way through summer. And then those, and then the games that don't get attended very well anyways, because the kids are in school and families aren't going to bring their kids to a Wednesday night or a Wednesday day game, getaway game, or a Thursday day game, getaway game. Um, they're not going to bring them to those games anyways. And then for weekday nights, you know, they're not going to bring them. So it's really just the Fridays and Saturdays that are heavily attended or Sunday day game. Yeah. So I don't know that uh, one last point because Luka Tom brings this up. Love the chill atmosphere of a midsummer game. I got to go to a Brewers game one time, uh, free tickets, seven rows behind home plate day game on a, on, on a Wednesday against the Colorado Rockies, like first series of the year. And I was sitting next to a scout which was kind of a cool experience. And that was an experience that I would not have given up because there's nobody there. It was a day game in the middle of April, the first weekend of April. It was cool out. And I'm just sitting there next to the scout, watching him do his work and watching the Brewers play. Pretty cool. Very mm-hmm. relaxed. All right. So we move on. I am going a little bit too slow here. Mm-hmm. And we've got 
what this is is I've got three sets of two sets of cards here. Can you tell the difference between these two sets of cards, Vincent? Tell the difference in yeah. what way? Um, so they're in groups. Yeah. What do the groups signify? Testing you. Showing pop count. Kind of. So over here are low population cards. The Vlad is a refractor from Tops Update, so that's numbered at Tops Chrome Update, so that's numbered mm -hmm. at 350. The Luis Robert Blue out of 150, and the negative is a non-numbered, but it's super rare compared yeah. to refractor, pink refractor, refractor, right? Um, yeah. So what I'm doing here is we're going to go through a lot of cards, and I chose one set, Tops Chrome. And we're going to look at the cards and try to figure out what we can figure out about the market. Now, I could have, you can, when you're looking at cards and stuff, you can cherry pick a lot of stuff. I could just go with a bunch of high end cards from Topps Heritage and Topps Chrome and Bowman Chrome and watch them go and find ones that are going down and then say, see, look, these cards are going down in price. Everyone's disappointed in baseball and money's not moving. Or I could have gone, you know, the other way um, and divvied it up. But instead, I just tried to grab a bunch of the same card. So Topps Chrome specifically, same brand. And um, we're going to see what we can see here. We're going to go through some numbered cards. And then we are going to, and not even like super low numbered cards. The lowest numbered card I grabbed was blue out of 150. And mm -hmm. then purples out of 299. Um, and this flat refractor out of 250. And then we're going to look at non-numbered cards. And we're going to look at some pop, pop reports along the way. And we're going to figure out what we can figure out about it. And if there's any comments you want to bring up, Vincent, on the side, please do butt in, uh, mm -hmm. ask anybody's questions while we're going. And uh, yeah. we'll go I got a quick one right before we get into it. Magic Aloha says, is J-Rod or Luciano moving up this year? What are, your what are your thoughts on that? I have an opinion on that. What are your thoughts? J-Rod is definitely going to play in the majors this year. Luciano, I highly doubt it. Check out what I got next to me. <laughs> Can you see that? Is that your Bowman's best, J-Rod? Yeah, the BGS 1010. That's funny. I had it sitting right next to me. So I think he's going to go up this year. But that might be a little biased. I have some Luciano at PSA, but that might be a little biased. It's like uh, it's like trying to choose between eating a steak or eating a brat or something. Both good, you know? Both good. Yeah, I think J-Rod quicker. So he'll be up. All right. So. First card is a Tatis Topps Chrome Purple, number to 299, PSA 10. And I mostly grabbed all PSA 10s for this exercise. I think there's one PSA 9 in here because um, I wanted another low-numbered card. But for this exercise, everything else is PSA 10. And so the first card up, Tatis, PSA 10, Purple. And I grabbed six months for everything unless there wasn't a ton of points. And then I grabbed a year, and you'll be able to see it on this page here. And you'll notice that this Tatis in the last six months is down 11%. Um, of course, six months ago, we were in the middle of the season. It's pretty much on par with end of season prices and spring training, but it hasn't gone up. And that's the interesting thing here. Uh, this price has not moved up where you would think it normally would with spring training starting. Yeah, pretty flat. Yeah, yeah. Very flat, very flat. So minus 11%, which is one of the more extreme drops amongst numbered cards. 
We've got the Bobachek Purple Tops Chrome 2020 PSA 10, also numbered to 299. And you'll notice there's a couple points higher than the point is right now, but for the most part, it's pretty, it's pretty even here. It's a drop of one and a quarter percent, um, a five dollar change from the starting price to the current price. And that was also September baseball to now. Um, nice to see. Basically, what I'm going to be trying to get at here is that if you bought rare stuff, and you'll notice this, if you bought rare stuff or buy rare stuff, you're yeah. in a lot better shape than if you bought not as rare stuff with this lockout that's happening right now. So you can see that there, Bobachette. 1.25% drop, which is basically zero. I mean, a $5 difference, that's nothing when you're spending $400. Yeah, real quick, Nate, I was just say, I think, I don't own any Bichette, but I think he's extremely undervalued. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think with Vladdy last year overshadowing him, and I'm a Yankees fan, so obviously I'm not a huge Blue Jays fan, but like I don't own any of his stuff, but I've actually highly considered buying some stuff recently with it being stagnant. What are your thoughts? Um, I do... I do really like Bobochette. I do think he's one of the best. Plays a premier position. Got best shortstops in baseball. Yeah. But, but, his stats have trended backwards two straight years. His best stats were his rookie year. His sure. second best stats were two years ago. His worst stats were last year. Were they still really good stats? Yes. Yes, they were. But he's still trending the wrong direction. Um, now, obviously... He trends the right direction this year, and that whole narrative changes, and that can happen pretty easily. Yeah. He also has one guy named Vlad Guerrero Jr. there. <laughs> That's a pretty big name to fight with when you're trying to get a share of a team's market. Uh, Vlad Guerrero is obviously a huge star, mm -hmm. and you look at a lot of teams with two stars, it's usually always one guy gets a ton of money, and then the other guy doesn't get as much money or the money's pretty split evenly. And then you are wondering why a guy like Cody Bellinger or Corey Seager isn't more highly valued. Uh, we're going to find out this year. We're going to find out this year what happens when you have Mike Trout and Shoyo Otani on the same team performing well at the same time. Because yeah. that, that is where yeah. that is where this entire theory of mine, where you can't have two good teammates on the same time and have them both be extremely high priced. I'm very curious about what is going to happen this year with those two guys. Um, I do think maybe because Otani is Japanese and he'll have the entire Japanese market buying him, that it just might not matter. Uh, but but we'll see. We'll see. As for Bobachat. He's got Vlad. And not only does he have Vlad, but he has other, like, good players on the team. Yeah. You know, he's got yeah. George Springer, and he's got a bunch of other young players coming up the pipeline. Um, yeah. So I get that. I know we don't want to spend too much time on it, but I just think, like, the odds of Vladdy duplicating that season he had last year are pretty low. I'd love, for, I'd love Vladdy, too. I'd love for him to duplicate it, but I think he's got to come back down to earth eventually. And I think, I don't know, Pachette – that shit bad, like what, 300 last year, over 100 RBIs, like pretty solid number. It had some pop. So I don't know. I think if Letty comes down a little bit and Bichette takes another little jump, never know. I actually should look up Bo Bichette's numbers really quick because I'm doing this off of my memory of like mid season stats. So I'm assuming his OPS was, it was, okay, 930 OPS rookie year, 840 OPS second year, 
828 OPS 30. So he's a little, yeah. I mean, rookie year was really good. And then now he's kind of trending back towards the, the mean. So, yeah. And, and again, I mean, rookie year was 46 games. Second year was 29 games. This year was 159. Yeah. So, last year was only a real big year. He put up pretty solid numbers other than OPS. I mean, yeah, no, no, he, his, his numbers are good. His numbers are good, but OPS is very important because it's yeah. his on-base plus slugging, the two most important things you can have out of baseball. Yeah. I agree. I was just curious but, what your thoughts were. Yeah. I know we got to get moving. Yeah, 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 we, we do, we do. Um, so we are on to Luis Robert and this purple PSA 10. It has changed 4%, uh, 560 to 535. Again, barely any movement here. If we move on to the Topps Chrome update refractor, so refractors for Topps Chrome update, obviously numbered to 250. Um, and I did a year because there just wasn't that many price points in the last six months. There was two, the 1225 and 214. But you can see that this is the highest price point it's been, even including middle season, 717, 2021, July, mid season when Vlad was doing amazing. We're still way higher than mid-season prices here for Vlad. Um, just goes to show you that if you're buying the right card, you know, it doesn't matter if the MLB's locked out. You're buying the right card, you're going to be doing fine. Yeah, pick your spots. Uh, real quick, Nate, a couple people have asked in the chat, what's the data tool name? It's Card Ladder. You guys, you want to oh, yeah, yeah. real quick, plug that? Yep, all of all of the info you see here is from Card Ladder. Um they are an excellent source, an excellent source of information. Lots of great tools. Yep. And, and you know, this is just one page from Card Ladder. They'll show you the card. They'll show you the graph. They'll show you the rate of growth. They'll show you the starting price, the current price, the number of sales in the timeline you're looking at. So I did a one-year timeline, but you can do one month, three month, six month, one year, two year, all time. Or you can even click on the little pencil on the left there where it says, Three seven to three seven, and you can enter in your own timeline if you wanted four months or five months or anything like that. So really cool. And you see here that the Luis Robert is up ten uh, percent, and it is also up from mid-season prices and even almost before the season last year. It's up from there. So again, another example of buying the right card, and you're not worried about the MLB lockout. And again, same thing here. Obviously, only three sales in the last year, but we had a sale of this, and this is a rookie debut even, of uh, Fernando Tatis 2019 Topps Chrome, rose 7% in the last year and significantly higher from September 30th till now. Again, another point on the buy an important card, risk a lot less. And for non-numbered sake, we've got a couple guys here. Topps Chrome negative, Bobachet. So for those of you that don't know Topps Chrome as well, uh, the negative is the is the lowest print run non-numbered card you can usually get. I don't know about like variations, but you've got the refractor, you've got the pink, you've got the sapia, you've got the prism. You've got the X-Fractor, and then you have negative, and I'm fairly positive that negative is uh, the lowest pop. And you can see here, pop of 102 on the PSA 10 for this Bobachette. 
And you'll notice the price here. Despite it not being numbered, in the last six months, uh, start of the middle of the season here, 10, 11, 2021, almost $350 or $351. And today it is $381, significantly higher than any point it was uh, in the last six months, including most of the offseason. So it is trending up again, despite the MLB lockout. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we have Bobachette Tops Chrome Refractor PSA 10. This is a POP 1611. POP 102, POP 1611. Still a Short printed card compared to his base tops chrome, mm. but you look at the price last six months, we're dropping 22% here, 21.5% here, and we had a starting price of $140 and we're down $110. Now, $30 in the grand scheme of things, not huge. $30 when we're talking about only $140, pretty big, obviously, 21.5%. And you'll notice it's 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 down uh, pretty close to what some of the lowest it's been. Uh, there was one sale under 100, maybe two sales under 100 this entire time, and this one's chilling at 110 right now. Then we have the Tatis, Topps Chrome Negative PSA 10, and this too, pop of 108, so a few more than the Bobachette, and a growth of 17% in the last six months. 1010, you got to remember he was middle of the season here, 1010. Uh, he might have been shut down at this point, actually. They did shut him down at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. um, so he may have been shut out, shut down. And then we do have one really high price here at 1221, but it is still higher in the last six months than it was, or today than it was six months ago. Uh, I think that's an important distinction. Even if you would have bought it on 1221, you would have been losing money. Low pop again, important. Whereas his refractor, 1489, we're looking at. A low, low price, despite the fact that it's only three and a half percent lower, you'll notice a lot of prices higher than this along the way. And then this one sitting at $457 when the starting price was 473 But there was a significant amount of price points in there that were higher. And so, you know, you buy this, you're up 17 percent. Obviously, it's significantly more expensive. You buy this, you're down three and a half percent. And if we look at other cards of Tatis, pink, pop 953, so under 1,000 pop, but also down almost 12% there, $516 price, starting price to 455 in the last six months. And then I even grabbed his Topps Chrome update. And this one was really interesting to me, Vince, and you'll have to let me know if you find this interesting. This one is down 32%, but notice that pop report. 360 PSA 10s of the Topps Chrome update. Compared to 953 of the uh, regular pink, compared to 1489 mm -hmm. of the refractor, we're talking 360. And this is just to point out that not only is it not this is this is rarer than the rest, but it what you're buying still matters, and people just don't care about rookie debuts as much. Yeah. And so even if you're looking at this and you're saying, "Ooh, rare pop, rare pop," I should buy this because it's a third of the other pink, 953 to 360, and not quite a third, but you get my point. Still a rookie debut, and just because it's low pop doesn't necessarily mean it will be valuable. So some of these low pops you can be you can be pretty confident in. Not a rookie debut, low pop. 
right? Yeah. Uh, rookie debut, but out of 150, definitely going to be a low pop. 150, 250, 299, you get the point. You go over to this, low pop, still 360, but rookie debut. And so why I bring that up is because there's always there's always there's an exception to every rule, you know. And so you say to yourself, okay, Nathan's definitely trying to point out that we should be buying low pop cards um, if we're worried about this lockout. 299s barely moved, uh, 250 moved up, 150s moved up, negatives moved up, pinks refractors moving down. And yet you see something like this that is, it's a pink, yes. It's not numbered, yes, but it is low pop. It is only 360. And so if you went away from here saying, I need low pop cards, you go look up other cards and you say, wow, that's a low pop card. I have to have it. You could get burned if you buy the wrong thing. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah. So, and DW3Ball says, always true rookie top set card over rookie debuts unless rookie debut much lower numbered. And I would agree. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to to bring it up because I thought it was, I I, I do think it's important because I don't want people coming away from this with saying, I can buy any low pop card and it will do well in a MLB lockout because that's just not the case. Not the case. Um... So we move on. And and again, not serial numbered. That's a big distinction. Serial number cards are going to do better. Uh, uh, Carl says that. And I think in general, buying serial number cards is a must in these days of expanding print runs. And I agree. And oh, this yeah. is not a serial number card. But of course, the negatives are also not serial numbered. But I mean, you can see you can see the you can see the pop run difference and the fact that it's a true rookie compared to. Yeah, it's it's from the, the OG set. Yep. A couple last cards here just to bring them up so that you you had, because we brought up Luis Robert Blue and stuff. Uh, Refractor down 16%. Refractor of Lad PSA 10 down 8.6%. Refractor of Otani just won the MVP down 33%. Yikes. Uh, Refractor of Acuna PSA 10 down 5%, 1,335 pop. And then you'll see his pink refractor, 535 pop, PSA 10, up 3%. And the reason I put the pop here was because I do think this is a bit deceptive. Injured during the season hasn't really moved Um, either way, despite the fact that this is significantly higher pop than this. uh, 3% growth to a uh, less than 5% drop, you know, that's not much. That's not much at all, um, either which way. And so I bring these up because... Again, every every rule has an exception, and in this case, Ronald Acuna not playing during the season because of injury, I think if he was playing, you would notice a much bigger drop on both these cards than what you are seeing right now. I could be wrong. Uh, let me know in the comments if you agree with me or not, um, but for me, I do think that this is another exception to the rule, and Vincent, I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe you feel differently. No, I agree. I mean, it, there's going to be exceptions here and there. I think there's overall rules that you can kind of apply to stuff. But yeah, and I, wa- I wanted to, you know, wanted to bring up the exceptions so that we cover all our bases. Mm-hmm. And one last exception to this, 
Juan Soto, uh, his pink is up 58%, around $850, now up to $1,350 for his update pink PSA 10. And the exception here is that Juan Soto only has a Topps Chrome update card. So he doesn't have Prism, he doesn't have Sapia, he doesn't have base refractors. His refractor is number 250. He doesn't have any of that stuff. His only non-numbered colored card is this pink, which is why it's so expensive. So you can't always compare every pink to every pink, every refractor to every refractor type thing, because this is significantly rare. It's pop 679, but it's significantly rare because while it is pop 679, you don't have a pop 1300 refractor. You don't have a pop 900 X-Fractor or um, 700 Prism or anything like that. This is what you get, which is why the price is so expensive. And for those of you that fall along with baseball, you would know that. Um, and it's just another exception that sometimes, and especially in Juan Soto's case, you will get a card that is a pink that is non-numbered, that is way higher than other pinks in the market. And it's because it's the only thing you can get if you want a non-numbered once ago. Mm-hmm. So, and as for Matthew saying, I'd go for a rainbow foil personally. Uh, that's fair. It's just this, we're specifically talking about Topps Chrome as opposed to um, Topps Flagship and Topps Chrome. So, I think that is the last, oh, yep, that's the last Topps Chrome rookie we have. Uh, quick, quick recap for you. Clearly, not all the purples went up in price. But it is a much safer buy buying purples, number to 299, blues, all that stuff, if you have the money, than it was to buy pinks, refractors, stuff like that, except for this one Soto pink. One thing I do think is interesting, and Vincent, you'll have to let me know your opinion on this. I do think there is some value now in these cards, though. You're looking at, if you're looking at some of these cards, like Otani down 33 percent obviously it's right in line with what it was like september 11th probably but you know pretty similar i do still think there's probably quite a bit of value in this card despite the fact that you you know i'm not super for buying the refractor psa 10 right now because you just don't know when the mlb lockout is going to end i do think this card is going to go up um it was just a lot safer to be buying what is considered, you know, low pop cards with the MLB lockout happening. Mm-hmm. So there's definite, there's definite values around here. I mean, we're talking two a $200 high for some of these Luis Roberts and we're at 133. It could get back to 200. Yeah. I think it depends on how the pop report like evolves though, especially for like the Luis Robert, like the 2020 tops Chrome. Like those, those are, there's a lot of them out there and like Luis Roberts, Pop reports only getting higher by the day. I saw something, maybe it was on Gemman or something, or one of the pages that follows uh, the pop reports. And like Luis Robert was one of the most graded players over the last couple months. And I think it's only going to continue because a lot of people bought his stuff back when he was hot, wanted to send to PSA. And obviously now it's been like 12 to 15 months since they've sent it. And then there's going to be a whole boatload of those cards coming out at once. So uh, that's a, that's a very fair assessment. I'm glad you brought that up because that wasn't yeah. really something I was thinking about. Uh, if we're looking at this Luis Robert. Yeah, more of 2020. I think the 2018 Topps Chrome are going to stay pretty similar. Or, mm-hmm. But I think 2020, like with Bo and, and Luis Robert, there's going to be a big dump. It's already coming, and I think there's going to be more on the way. So I think those even more so 
numbered or like negatives are going to be super important if you want to try to play a short term. Uh, and just from my experience, I mean, we had a we had a PSA submission pop in January that was from last December. Yeah. And you're I'm still waiting on mine from January of last year. And you're waiting on yours from January. So you're a month and, you know, you're a year and almost a, two months. You're a year and a month and going to yeah. come up on two months here. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you have any Luis Robert, there's going to be a lot of Luis Robert in that stuff. I get yep. it because I had a lot of I personally have, one. Yeah. Yeah. I have some Luis Robert. I have some, I have his Bowman Chrome. But, so it's a little bit of a different story. But yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah. So, it's 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 definitely I agree and actually it's kind of impressive because I'm sure this pop report has absolutely exploded and the fact that it's only dropped 16 percent percent despite the pop report exploding mm-hmm. actually pretty impressive pretty impressive um, I still think there's probably a pretty good buy here though he's a great player and yeah. look at the look at the prices look at the prices of look at Vlad uh, we're talking 345 dollars. I don't think he's the bat of Vlad, but he's a better defender. He's a better base runner. I wouldn't be shocked if you looked up at the end of the year and he had more wins above replacement than Vlad. Do you think he's the best player on his own team? Luis Robert? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're a stacked team. They got a a lot of young talent. They got a ton of guys, but I think if Luis Robert is healthy and does what he did at the end of the season last year, he is by far the best player on that team. I agree. Okay. So, um, got we'll a couple of questions here. Oh, yeah, we got some in there. Henry H. First is prison basketball. Now is baseball going into closure for a while or foreclosure for a while? Into closure. Wait, Henry. Oh, Henry was bashing our baseball graphs. Not a baseball guy, apparently. Carl, I got that Otani SGC for 10 for 130. I love Eloy. He's a blast watch. I love Eloy too. Don't get me wrong, but Eloy is Eloy is a bad only bad only guy that doesn't take a ton of walks. Yeah, I love him. And as much as I think he's gonna you're we're gonna look up one of these years and he's gonna be leading the AL in home runs. He's just he's just not he's just not Luis Luis Robert Town. Agreed. Yeah. Um and then lastly. We're we're a couple minutes past here of our hour. So lastly, we're gonna finish off with this post from Aaron today. Um Bowman Chrome Speckle Auto of Julio Rodriguez, Vincent Sky, and this is up 260% in the last two years. Started at a around five hundred dollar card. Now it's up to a thousand three hundred dollar card in two years. And I just wanted to bring it up to point out again, Bowman Chrome prospects. If you're not wanting to buy top rookies right now, just look at Bowman Chrome prospects. Mm-hmm. Great market. Great, great market. Yeah, there's a lot more to understand mm-hmm. in the minor leagues. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of players. One of those things where if you don't know it, it's going to take a lot of work. But if you like baseball and you haven't been into the minor leagues before, or if you like cards and you haven't been in the minor leagues, start reading up, start following top 100 lists, um, start following team Twitter accounts and any other Twitter account that follows minor league baseball. You'll learn a lot rather quickly. And there is going to be 
a boom. If there is no Major League Baseball playing well, MLB, MILB Baseball is playing, there's going to be an absolute boom in Bowman Chrome prospects. And a $1,300 card like this, we're going well, oh, okay. 1800, 1800. Not, like not like this because Julio Rodriguez is on the 40-man roster. So he will not be playing in the minor leagues. Uh, he will not be playing minor league baseball. Anybody that is on a 40-man roster is locked out. But other guys, other guys will be moving up, just not J-Rod. Yeah. Yeah, J-Rod's on the 40. Then yeah, this is this was uh, one of our trenders in the in the daily slab not too long ago so yeah. it's definitely on the move uh, i think it's gonna be exciting to see him this year but yeah the the next j-rod and if you're looking for the next j-rod that's probably where you're gonna make the most money early on in the season yeah so, yep. you gotta pick your spots truly truly i do think i do think that you are going to see guys that are super cheap you know ten dollar autos type guys that they'll come out and people will be paying closer attention. And he hits the dude hits two home runs in a game or hits home runs in back to back games. And you're going to see $10 autos going up to $30 that you would not have seen before. Mm-hmm. So have your Bowman Chrome cards ready and get them ready to sell specifically. Yep. All right, Vincent, any last words? I just saw a comment come in here about Jose Abreu. You want to address that? Because that's who I was thinking of when I asked you if you thought Luis Robert was the best on his own team. Because that, All right. that's was... fair. Jose Abreu is good. Yeah. 2020, though, 2020, proclaiming somebody MVP for 2020 for 60 games, I've seen a lot of guys have very hot stretches for small periods of time. Taylor Youngman, if 60 game season in 20. 14, 2015, Taylor Youngman, if we just stopped at 60 games, would have been like NL Cy Young. Two years later, he was pitching in Japan. Um, Taylor Youngman is Brewer's pitching prospect. We drafted him 11th instead of drafting Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray got drafted 13th, I believe. And then we drafted Jed Bradley 15th. Jose Fernandez went 17th. So tough scene there. But – um. One of those things where Jose Abreu is a really good player, and I don't want to downplay his 2020 MVP, but it is one of those things where it's just the MVP in 2020 just doesn't mean that much because guys have hot streaks all the time. It was just whoever had the hottest hot that's who was winning it. Whereas if you have a 162-game season, and the other thing is Jose Abreu is good, but again – Luis Roberts' upside is insane. If he does what he did in the last month, if he does what he did in the last month, we are talking about one of the top, like, seven players in baseball. We are not talking about Jose Abreu as a top seven player in baseball. Now, again, again, that is the exact same argument I just used against Jose Abreu because guys have <laughs> hot stretches, and he had a hot stretch. But I'm willing to bet on a young dude that had a hot stretch figuring it out coming off injury, figuring it out uh, more so than I would be uh, with all the athletic ability that he has uh, than, than somebody like Jose Abreu. Yeah. Well, that's a good. Valid point. Um, someone, wait, sorry. Someone in here said, Hey, how do you recommend a card to get highlighted in your daily slap stocks newsletter? If you're talking about trenders, you can DM me on Instagram and I can, 
take a look at it. If you're talking about regular cards, then like auctions, that'd be a different story. But I just saw yeah. that real quick. Trenders is, uh, you, yeah, DM Vincent. Um, but if you, if you, if you want like one of your cards put in the email newsletter, we do not, yeah. we do not yeah, do, we that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want like a, a card, like on a card letter, like a card letter graph, hit me up. Always open to suggestions, but anyway, yeah, I think we learned a lot tonight, Nate. Basically pop report matters. Yep. That's, that's the bottom line. We've been saying that for a while. I mean, I think more and more people are starting to catch on finally. It's not like back in 2020 when everyone was buying whatever they could get their hands on. I think people, I mean, every market gets smarter no matter what. And and the the market has gotten really smart. The good market has gotten really smart, but it's one of those things where, you know, you can hear people say pop report matters, pop report matters, pop report matters. But to actually see the info in front of you finally, and then see like the, the rules that break the rule or the, the things that break the rule. It's nice to see. So, all right, guys. Um, with that, I think we are going to be done for the done for the night. Uh, Aaron should hopefully be back next week. Um, this upcoming Wednesday, I am doing whatnot breaks for Aaron, and then Thursday, I am also doing whatnot breaks, and then Friday, Friday. This is a big one, and I hope these cards come in soon. If you are interested in baseball, and if you are interested in baseball rookies and baseball prospects. I have quite the whatnot stream coming on Friday. So we are going to be doing single sales, slab sales of so many sweet, sweet cards on Friday, 7 o'clock Central Time. Going to be incredible. I'm just going to throw it out there. There's going to be some amazing cards coming up. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about it. I'll be there. Uh, throwing these cards out, talking baseball with you guys, talking cards, um, talking prospects uh, should be a wonderful time. So if you are if you are into Bowman Chrome prospects or into Topps rookies and you enjoy that whole world and you are on whatnot or if you haven't joined whatnot, join whatnot, join me Friday. And even if you don't buy anything, just come and hang out and talk talk baseball with me. So, yes, sir. That, uh, Vincent, any last words? No, no. Thanks for having me on tonight. I, I thought it was a good time. Always good talking baseball with you. Hopefully we have some baseball to actually talk about and not just keep speculating. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed Fingers for all the baseball fans out there. All right, guys. Well, everyone have a good rest of their Monday night, and we will talk to you guys next time. Awesome. See you guys.